Hey everyone, happy Wednesday. I'm not sure if I'm gonna get this video posted on Wednesday or not, but in case I don't, then it's gonna be okay. Y'all just give me grace. If you were with us last time, we talked about Nimrod, we talked about the Tower of Babel in a little bit of detail, a little bit of context. We talked about Tammuz. We talked about Nimrod's wife, Semiramis. So now we're going to pick up the story also in the plain of Shinar, but now Semiramis is the only one living. Remember, Nimrod died and he was said to be the sun god and they were supposed to worship him and that his beings impregnated Semiramis and she gave birth to Tammuz some years after her husband died. So now Semiramis actually dies, but she has all these priests working for her and she has no heir because remember Tammuz is dead. So the priests are the ones with all the power. So they concoct a story about Semiramis and they say that she died, but that the gods sent her back to earth in an egg and she was now named Ishtar or Easter or Oester, O-E-S-T-R-E. And to prove her divinity, she turned a bird into an egg-laying rabbit. And so this is where we celebrate Easter with rabbits that lay eggs, which of course is ludicrous. Remember, all the population of the world is still in the plain of Shinar. They're still at the Tower of Babel. And so Semiramis is supposed to be reincarnated as Ishtar. And to prove her divinity, she becomes this goddess and she turns a bird into an egg-laying rabbit. Well... She's obviously dead, and this, the priests had just made up this story. Well, like I told you last time, part of their worship practices were very sexual in nature. So one of the things that they added, the priests, I mean, added to their worship practices was that they would bring virgins in, and they would impregnate these virgins on the altar, and that was part of their worship. So now we've got these priests impregnating these virgins, and they celebrate this on the spring solstice. They celebrate Ishtar or Semiramis reincarnation on the spring solstice, which is March 21st. And so when those virgins have a baby and that baby is three months old, so it'd be the next year, the anniversary of the celebration of the reincarnation of Semiramis or Ishtar, which would be the spring solstice, they sacrifice those babies. This is the first child mass that we find. They kill the babies and then they harvest their blood and they take eggs, dye the eggs in the blood. And this they do to commemorate Ishtar's reincarnation. And in fact, there is still one denomination of Christianity that every year for Easter, they only dye their eggs blood red. And if you know anything about Christianity, you can figure that out just like that. So this is where the dyeing of eggs comes from. This is where Lent comes from. I told you in the first video that to commemorate the death of Tammuz, at the end of Lent, at the end of giving up all those things for those 40 days, the weeping for Tammuz, everybody would slaughter a hog and have ham to celebrate Tammuz and to basically get revenge on the hog that killed Tammuz. And so this is why people today eat ham on Easter. We're gonna talk about, for just a few more minutes, how this all got spread. Now, remember, everybody's in the plain of Shinar and everybody is worshiping Nimrod or the sun god in the exact same way. Well, they're still building this tower and it's really a city not just a tower. Remember I told you how big it was. It was a mile and a half 
tall and it was a mile and a half long. Each wall was a mile and a half long. It was cylindrical. It wasn't a pyramid, which we're going to get to in the next video. So they're building this city and they're doing it on purpose to get away from God. Genesis 11.4 actually talks to us about this. And I'm going to read from the King James, but then I'm going to tell you what it really means in Hebrew and Chaldee. Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. The people wanted to build a city. They wanted to protect themselves from another flood, and it says that they wanted to make a name for themselves. Well, actually, in the Hebrew and Chaldee lexicon, that is a notion of taking God's name. It's not really making a name for ourselves in the terms of giving themselves a reputation. It's actually taking the name of God is what they were trying to do. You don't threaten to take the name of God and have God not get involved, I promise. So this is what exactly what happens. God comes down and he says, okay, what's going on? Now this is 43 years. It took them 43 years from the, the day they broke ground to the day that God shows up and to separate the language. He let them get away with this for 43 years. And so they're there and God goes down and he says, you know, these ha people have perfect minds. They have perfect communication. And this is what they do. They begin to build a tower so that they can get away from me because they don't trust me. And so they can take my name and uh, seemingly take me down from my throne. And God says, I'm not going to have it. So remember in Genesis 11, 4, these people said that they wanted to build this tower because they were, one of the reasons was because they were afraid of being scattered throughout the whole earth. Well, God comes down and he separates their language. And when people don't communicate, they fight. And when people fight, they disperse, right? So if you read this in the King James or the New King James or basically any translation without looking up the way these verbs are conjugated, you will think that God not only separated the language, but that he himself scattered these people throughout all the earth. And I'm here to tell you that he didn't scatter them throughout the earth, even though that's what the King James says. I'm going to read Genesis 11 verses 6 through 8, and then you can follow along with me and I'll tell you what I mean. And the Lord said, Indeed, the people are one, and they all have one language. And this is what they begin to do. Now nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Come, let us go down, and there confuse their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth, and they ceased building the city. So if you look up, scatter them abroad, if you look up the, the tense of that verb, it's not an actual causative verse, meaning it doesn't refer to somebody directly doing something. It refers to a verb that is a result of another action. In other words, like gravity. So people who jump off buildings that are high enough will die because gravity is a law. Now God put gravity on this earth, but he doesn't kill the people who jump off the buildings, right? They do that to themselves or people who fall off of buildings and die or fall off of a high place and die. God doesn't himself kill them, but because he put the law in, his law kills them. So you could say, oh, God killed them, even though he doesn't. I hope that makes sense to you. The reason I'm pointing this out is because the people were specifically afraid of being scattered abroad. They were afraid of that, and they said so in Genesis 11:4. And this is very reminiscent of the book of Job. And Job said in Job 3:25, he said, that which I greatly feared came upon me. And we all know what happened to Job. So 
what you fear will come upon you. And that's exactly what happened. Now, God went down there and confused their language and people started getting angry with one another and they started fighting. And then, of course, they started separating because that's what happens when people begin to fight. And so it was the separation was a result of the confusion of languages. Okay. And that's really important because remember, everybody was worshiping Nimrod, worshiping Tammuz, and worshiping Ishtar or the reincarnated Semiramis the same exact way. So God comes down and he confuses the language. Everybody goes everywhere, but they take their traditions with them. They take their worshiping with them. And that's why you have the Incas, you have the Egyptians, you have American Indians, you have Nordic gods, you have everybody with the same basic hieroglyphics, the same God structure, you know, there's one God for this and one God for that. And there's all these other little mini gods and all this other stuff. That's where it came from. It came from Shinar and the Tower of Babel. And that's why everybody in the world celebrates an Easter. They all celebrate like Thor or Zeus or Apollo or all of this stuff. And so that's why it's spread out through the whole world. That's going to end this session. I'm going to record the next session and try to post them all. Um, today, if not in the next couple of days. So please, please join me on this journey as we discover the difference between Easter, Passover, and the resurrection and why in the world it matters.